Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. And it was a two-hour meeting. A two-hour meeting. Uh, and uh, there's some good stuff in there, Chris. Yeah. Well, it started out bad, what? but it got better. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of uh, surprising news. Uh, it's the WMAY morning news feed. Each and every Wednesday, we bring you the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. It's right here only on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. Don't live in Springfield? Don't care about it? Well, you should, because likely you shop in Springfield. Likely you, well, would go dine in. <laughs> Place in Springfield. That's a takeout window in Springfield. Ah, but it is the uh, the seat of county government. It's also the capital city, so it gives us a good bellwether as to what else is happening around the state uh, as well. But uh, we start off last night. Of course, they had uh, a two-hour meeting. Part of that was uh, zoning, which is always fun. Uh, but they blasted through that pretty quick. And then they had uh, Fire Chief Alan Riney address the uh, outbreak of COVID-19 within the fire department and uh, announced that they are indeed uh, back to full operation. They've got the, you know, the two firehouses that were uh, kind of put on the back burner, uh, no pun intended, but uh, yeah, they, well, just the engines, right? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're back now. Um, so uh, looking forward to getting that, you know, all settled and everything. But then he, he shared with the council uh, something that I think caught a lot of people by surprise. Here's the fire chief last night. And I spoke to the mayor uh, earlier this week. Uh, I am going to retire at the end of this month. Uh, I have uh, discussed it with my family, and uh, we feel like it's the right move. And uh, the time is right, and I've got uh, some other options that I'm going to explore. But uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, supporting the fire department. All 10 of you have done so. And the other options are um, he's going to come over here and uh, host the morning show. Right. That's uh, <laughs> well. That's okay. You'll look better, and you'll you'll be better as a fire person than I will because you're in shape. I'm, I'm kind of old shape. for it. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm too old to join the fire department now. Uh, he's been there for thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Twenty two. Right. Nineteen ninety eight. He said, "I think he said thirty years, but uh, yeah, he's he's been around uh, the fire department for quite some Story time." I have it's nineteen ninety eight. So uh, okay, so close to uh, yeah, twenty two years. Twenty two years. Oh, okay. yeah. a few years. I did that there. pretty fast, considering uh, I'm not wearing flip flops today. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the chief was—he just wanted to be transparent. You know, breaking the news to the aldermen uh, instead of it leaking out. Look, I we didn't look- want you to read about it in the media. I told the uh, fire department staff already, and I told the firefighters, obviously, and discussed it with the mayor, so I know that it's going to get out sooner or later. So, yeah. You're going to be missed. Yeah, he sure is. Chief, He's a good one. Um, that's got the mayor uh, on the hunt now. He's got to find the fire chief. Is he going to promote from within? Is he going to seek outside? Uh, what exactly is going to happen there? So maybe we um, we touch base with the mayor sometime in the future to uh, find out what's next for the fire department. Uh, next up last night uh, was a presentation about uh, the rail project that's uh, been ongoing for years. Looks like it's still going to be years, but some things are happening, and uh, the mayor announced a presentation. And I'd ask uh, Jim Moe to come up I read this. So Jim, would, he laid out uh, kind of the plans for a um, uh, a transportation hub of sorts. And he had a map in front of the aldermen showing them what was going on. But you see the county building on the right. You see the parking garage, the red checkerboard pattern on the left, and the Amtrak station with the Amtrak entrance in between. There'll be a drop-off lane constructed in front of the parking garage where right now 
passenger or visitors going to the county building have to stop on 9th Street to get dropped off. There'll be a lane that they can pull off and get dropped off. And it will also serve for drop off for Amtrak riders and also a place for temporary parking for taxis and those sorts of things. So that's going to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. And it's also going to cost big bucks, though. It uh, is. The next slide shows what we're looking at for a total cost for the transportation center is $69 million as the total cost of the facility. We're looking for $25 million from the federal government through a, through a build grant. We applied for one this year. We're unsuccessful, but we'll apply again next year. $25 million from the IDOT funding that was included in the recent capital bill for the project. Hopefully about a million dollars from an ITEP grant for some of the plaza work, and then $18 million for the county, primarily for the parking garage and some other facilities for the county. By the way, I just got a text from the fire chief. He said uh, 22. So uh, yeah, it was 22 years. I was way off by like yeah. eight years. Uh, always good to have the fire chief uh, send me texts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I sent him a text this morning, too. But yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to be missed, uh, Chief. Uh, no doubt about it. Maybe we can have you on the show here soon. Um, so, yeah, the, the the rail relocation project, there's other elements to it. The uh, the transportation hub, it's a pretty sure. big deal. I mean, that's going to be b- b- the, the, beneficial. Listen, listen major benefit. Absolutely it is, man. If, we, if you can get to Chicago in two, two and a half hours, yeah. I mean, that puts that puts uh, going on weekend to Cubs games and White yeah. Sox games, you know, sure. up, in, up in Chicago and things like that. Yeah, one of the know, things that's always really frustrating great. about uh, the, um, the trip to Chicago on Amtrak is... <laughs> Just it takes three and a half, four hours, and sometimes it's late, and you have to leave either really super in the morning or late at night, and it's just, you know, it's it's tough to fit that in. I think that's why a lot of people end up just driving. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a nice update about the rail relocation project and some of the other things that are going to be happening there. Um, coming back, we'll talk about uh, grant dollars for businesses, and also grant dollars for Downtown Springfield Incorporated, plus the mask ordinance, and the new mitigations that the governor announced and how it's going to impact retailers. It's all in the way here with the council roundup back with the council roundup on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop, Chris Murphy, stand by. And uh, Chris, we've got uh, some grant dollars that are going to be going out to businesses. But first Alderman had to take up uh, a grant for downtown Springfield incorporated. And I believe it was about $50,000, but not everybody was on board with this idea. Here's Alderman Joe McMiniman going forward, but I'm going to vote present. Why? Because the DSI funding is a discretionary funding, whereas the police and fire pension funding is an obligation that will never go away. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, they voted to um, kind of postpone (laughs) uh, paying uh, fire and police pensions more. Uh, That was something McMiniman wasn't uh, a fan of uh, pausing. He wanted it to be done immediately, and he wants more money put into the police and fire pensions. Um, But he wasn't the only one raising concerns about discretionary spending and how we need to really tighten the belt. Uh, Alderwoman DeCenso also sharing concerns. Um, I agree with Alderman McMenamin on this. I am a huge supporter of DSI. I sponsor all their events. I love going downtown. Um, But until we know what that additional congressional funding looks like, um, I can't vote for this. And then we also had Alderman Hanauer um, say, you know, essentially we're going to probably have to review this if uh, find out that the city just doesn't have the funds. I may have to if it's if it's a train wreck, I may have to I may put in an ordinance to pull that fifty thousand because if it's between 
Oak Ridge Cemetery in downtown Springfield. I'm sorry, we've got to we've got to give to Oak Ridge and before we give to downtown. And then Alderwoman Turner saying that this is important dollars that needs to go out because DSI helps local businesses. Word that I hear every week is that we have to do something to help our small businesses. And I think that this is uh, a small thing that we can do to uh, to assist those downtown small businesses that um, you know are really kind of the life lifeblood of keeping downtown uh, viable. So they ended up voting for this. Um, it was approved. Uh, so DSI is going to get that money. Uh, but then they immediately started talking about grant dollars for businesses and how there's a limited number of grant dollars. There's a limited number of cash for these businesses, and that's all coming through. Um, the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity from the federal government. So the feds give the money to the states, the states capture that, and then they dole it out to local communities, and that's where this this money's coming from. Right. It's tax dollars regardless, either way you cut it. But uh, we'll hear about the grant dollars, some of the uh, parameters of those grant dollars. But think about this. Um, you know, I think the, they only have about 120 businesses that are going to be able to get $5,000 if you had the $50,000 from DSI, then that would be what? 5,000 that'd be what? 10 10 more businesses? Yeah. That you could get to yep, yep. to get $5,000 to help them along. Sure. Just something to consider. I mean, yes, it's a different pot of money. You know, the Springfield corporate dollars versus the federal tax dollars, but again, it's 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 all tax dollars. Sure. Uh, so where would the best impact be uh, to help DSI or to help local businesses? Um, well, DSI is going to get that money, uh, while local businesses, they're still going to have to wait about a month, even if they apply for it, and even if they uh, fit into the parameters. So we'll talk about that coming up next here with the Council Roundup. Still yet to come, the expanded mask mandates and the back and forth on what that impacts. Uh, plus, uh, talk about the new mitigations the governor announced yesterday. And think about this, Chris. After Thanksgiving, what happens? Um, you know, they, well, they, they they're going to be obviously contentious testing over the next couple of weeks to see who exactly. I'm talking more about consumer behavior. Oh yeah, what happens after Thanksgiving? Well, we're going to we're going to out. Yep, exactly. We're going to try to do, try to keep the the capacities down in these big box stores where everybody's With Black be Friday. Them. Yeah, exactly. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Stay tuned. Continuing on with the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Still a lot to get to. Let's talk about those business grant dollars that the city's giving out. This is a separate fund from the business interruption grants that the state is giving out. Uh, and there's some uh, limitations and some various guidelines, but here's Val Yazel talking about those grant dollars. Roughly $125,000 grants to businesses across um, our community. So $125,000 grants, you could possibly access that. How can you get yours? Well, Val lays that out. You just have to go to springfield.il.us forward slash grants, and it'll take you to the landing page. And you'll see how what we set it up as is... Um, some of the initial questions are criteria questions. So a lot of criteria you're going to have to fill out. Uh, so if you're a business owner and you want that $5,000, you got to fill out some forms. Um, it's the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, I'm Greg Bishop, Chris Murphy standing by. And Chris, of course, you've got um, various parameters that people need to follow. Uh, and one of those deals with 
whether or not previous grant dollars have been given out. We'll hear about that. But first, here's Alderman Hanauer. It's my if if they've gotten if a business has gotten a grant prior to this, they're not eligible. Is yeah. that is that the deal, Val? Or what's what's the minimum? I mean. What, in, what makes them ineligible? Because some of the people that have gotten grants in the past, they're shut down now again. And, you know, I mean, 5000 isn't a lot of money for them, but it's, it's something, you know. It's something. It'll help somewhere. If they have received the big grant, which is the most recent grant uh, okay. that the state has given, they are ineligible. So you can't have access to the business interruption grant before. I don't think this applies to the Paycheck Protection Program, which the feds handed out, if you recall. So um, this is one of those issues where it begs the question of, <laughs> do we split all this money up into separate pots that you have separate governments and separate hands divvying out? Or should it have just been like the federal government giving it all directly to these businesses instead of siphoning it through the state and then siphoning it through the the, the city and then eventually it'll get it in the hands of, uh, of businesses that are being shut down by the government's orders. Uh, so <laughs> that's a lesson in, uh, in government. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of hands to pass through, almost like Arizona catching that football. <laughs> oh, and then he also got taken into the considerations of politics. In all of this, and uh, you know, elected officials locally are uh, you know, politicians. Uh, how does that weigh into all this? Uh, I think it's an important, legitimate question. People, uh, you know, should always be looking at things with uh, with a critical eye. Uh, here's Valley Azel. Okay, so so at this point, I've got six hundred thousand um, dollars. Right. And, you know, and if and, and I just uh, spoke with DCO today, and if we were to go through all that money. Um, we could have the possibility to get more. So. so more dollars could be coming. That's that's good news. So uh, do what you can to get that money. But what's the uptake like right now? I, I mean, I know we said we have 57 entries. I quite frankly thought it would be higher than that by now. Um, and I may regret, regret saying that, but I want to see as many businesses as we can help in the community. So again, 120 businesses will get $5,000 each through this program. Uh, Alderwoman Conley asking how long it's going to take. Here's uh, Val's response. We'll have to uh, uh, have some some verification of information. And I mean, we hopefully I could get checks out before Christmas. Okay, but it'll still be six to seven weeks before people actually see checks from this fund. Correct. Is that right? No, it's a month. A month, yeah, a month or so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometime before Christmas, they hope to get the dollars out. All right, be a nice Christmas present. Yeah, five thousand dollars. Yep. They'll help at least pay the rent. Who knows? Um, moving on now, uh, the expanded mask ordinance. Uh, let's hear all the legalese of what this covers from Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel. Public spaces, which would include uh, areas in buildings, structures, vehicles, enclosures not restricted to employees only. Public space includes but not limited to service providers such as insurance companies, tax offices, title companies, financial institutions, buses, taxis, shared ride vehicles, civic centers, theaters, sports, fitness centers, art studios, medical offices, facilities, religious houses of worship, schools, retail establishments, private clubs, reception and banquet halls, meeting rooms, and government offices. <laughs> Public space does get all not... That? In a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should... 
We should do like some parody. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> what doesn't it include? Public space does not include outdoor spaces like parks and so on, private residences, Thank God. private residential rooms, or <laughs> private vehicles. So, oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Thank God Springfield's not going to be that headline that's shared by everybody yeah, around the world. Exactly. Uh, you know, Springfield forcing people to wear masks inside their own home. Exactly. It excludes that. So you don't yeah. have to wear a mask in your home. You don't have to wear a mask while you're driving around in your own vehicle. If you're a ride-sharing driver, though. You're going to have to wear a mask. Uh, what about people sitting in their offices? Yes, any, any areas, this would include government offices, so any areas that would be considered public. Now, that does not include a private office where a single person that they'd have to have their mask on all the time. Uh, but the public areas of all the public buildings, any area where the public could come into that would be deemed public spaces, this would apply to. So how long is this uh, expanded mask ordinance going to take effect? Uh, here's uh, the Corporation Council. That only that this would be in place only at times when there is a public health order or emergency declaration requiring masks to be in effect. So it is limited to a specific instance where it would be appropriate because of a public health order or an emergency declaration requiring the use of masks. Now, Mayor Jim Langfelder talking about the importance of this and, in particular, uh, you know, the, the, the data that could be generated by this, um, giving fines to people who don't use the mask properly. Uh, for instance, health and fitness centers, it says face coverings must be worn at all times, including while engaged in individual exercise, regardless of person or machine spacing. What's not in place is the authorization for enforcement. And I uh, talked to the governor's office the last week, I believe it was, and he said we were the first city in the state to have a mask mandate ordinance. So this just broadens uh, our requirement to have that in place. And when we talk about data, this can help give us data to show the impact that we've had uh, when this has been put in place, and then hopefully take the uh, stress also off the hospitalizations and the staff uh, in the healthcare industry. So we'll see how long this plays out and whether or not we can see any discernible drop of the numbers. Right. And if, if the masks are the reason for it. Can I ask a stupid question? Sure, I guess. Wasn't wasn't this predicted this spike way back in the oh, yeah. day in oh, March? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So why all of a sudden are we blaming everybody for, for this spike when in fact this was predicted? I mean right. what or the I'm hospital capacity the, issues, yeah. you know, you could have revved up and said, all right, summertime, let's get some respite. But then we got to start cranking it back up because we got flu season and we got COVID now. Uh, yeah. So in order to, you know, ease society's burdens the most, we need to be ready for it. Right. And, and, and you know, the, the, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that the mitigation efforts don't work. I mean, they do bend the needle down. They did that back in the spring. You know, but with that said. It, why are we playing this blame game every day at two thirty? You know, blaming Illinois people for doing this and whatever. When in fact we've we've been pretty much following the line for the most part. Well, maybe it's because people aren't wearing their masks right, Chris. Maybe so. And that's something that Older Woman Turner wants an ad campaign to mm. do. Here she is, from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Older Woman Doris Turner. Is there any way possible that we could do? some type of an educational campaign uh, to advise the appropriate way to wear a face covering or a mask. I mean, I, it, it really doesn't do any good to 
mandate the wearing of the mask if people are not going to wear it properly. <laughs> I don't know why, but this. <laughs> I had a call from somebody, uh, you know, a longtime source. He called me the other day and he's like, uh, I don't see people wearing masks on the bus and I don't see people wearing masks over here or they're wearing it improperly. And I said, dude, listen. Are you gonna like go and and uh, they can't some some people can't even wear their clothes right you know you got pants sagging and that, that frustrates people you can't even get them to wear their pants right could be okay? a new hit mask on the ground mask on the ground <laughs> <laughs> looking like a fool with your mask on the ground so now you're gonna have people give advice and advise people on how to properly wear a medical device i mean because a mask it's it's Mm -hmm. really what we're using it for it's a medical device quite frankly uh so now people are going to be instructing others who don't have medical degrees to how to properly wear the mask you have to you know wear it properly over your prothosis it's five simple words cover your nose and mouth (laughs) that's all it is well we still but we still need to tell people how to do it because people are wearing chin diapers now uh-huh. I know that we're not going to reach everybody, but I just think that it would it would be great if we could somehow just reinforce it and put it out there in the in the public arena. <laughs> okay, uh, let me put it in the public arena right now. Right. Cover your nose and mouth. <laughs> Done. I still don't think it's going to get across to some people. Okay, let me. All right, so let's just. This is not going to get across to people. I'll just yell louder like Jim does. Cover your nose and mouth. Still not working. Okay. Still, you got to get louder. I tried. Turn it up to 11. Okay. <laughs> Cover your nose and mouth. Is that better? Maybe. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll check the data. Yeah. All right. We'll check the science and data, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, morning. right. Cool. All right. Uh, Alderman Hanauer at the end of the meeting raising uh, a couple of different issues I think are important um, considering COVID mitigation and uh, what the next steps are. And I was at, I was approached by some uh, bar owners. Uh, we had mentioned about uh, prorating some uh, uh, some of the, the uh, liquor license fees for some of the bar and restaurants. I didn't know if you were planning on doing that before the end of the year. I think that they have uh, uh, they have uh, to pay their license. I'm not sure when that that all comes up. And we continued. Uh, I know with the governor's orders today, uh, they the game gaming establishments are also shut down, so um, uh, it, it's affecting everyone. And even another issue he wants. We're going out and we're we're going after the the restaurants as as we should that you know that are that are not abiding by our guidelines. Um, my concern is on Black Friday you're going to have hordes of people floating into these uh, big box stores that have been got have gotten a pass from for this whole thing, and uh, they're not going to follow. What are we going to do to make them follow the rules for? Uh, for occupancy. That's a great point. Because <laughs> yeah. right after Thanksgiving, everybody's like, ah, oh, we got to go out and uh, shop till our heart's content. Uh-huh. This is really going to be, you know, lining people up in cold yep. weather outside oh, yeah. of a store. That's really going to. And something we're going to talk with uh, so. Rob Carr from the Illinois Retail Merchants Association uh, coming up at 820. So stay tuned for that here on WMAY. That's all I got for you on the council roundup from last night's Springfield City Council meeting here on WMAY brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.